All right, uh, so we're recording? Yeah. Okay, we're here to deliberate the minor Baldy categories, which are going to be different probably year to year. In fact, we might have a change coming up right here with the Boomerang Award. Last year's kind of fun because I think you and I both did a little bit of um, you know garbage diving for some interesting stuff, and I we had mm-hmm. like Top of the Lake and a bunch of others. This year, I mean, we've got Game of Thrones Season 1 and 2. That's your contribution. X-Files Season 1, also your contribution. Mine is The Wire Season 1 and C-Lab 2021. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, other than C-Lab, I don't think there's any... Bald move listeners who will be edified by you know, like, I guess the boomerang for me is like shows that we missed a long time ago or before we started covering or something that we haven't really talked about and gotten a lot of coverage in bald move and like hey you might if you like the other stuff you might actually want to uh, go and revisit this or see it for the first time. I don't think any of these qualify. <laughs> Like, I can't recommend. You don't I'm, think there's I, a boomerang category this year? I'm, I, I'm not opposed to that idea. I just don't like. It's, what is the boomerang for? The boomerang for is not is is just to recognize shit that doesn't fit in any categories because of its age. Yeah. And I would say like BoJack would be a good one, except for I talked about its current season in the awards part of it. Right. Except for we might even have a comedy category this year. It's a mess. I don't know. Like I to me like Game of Thrones. We are the Game of Thrones. The Wire. I mean. I I give I blow enough sunshine up the wires ass to surely a serious bald move fan I, by now it's at least on their radar. Mm-hmm. The X Files, like you know, who hasn't heard of the X Files? I and there's only four things. It's not much of a category. Yeah, I feel like next year I might have some good stuff. Like I started watching the OA a little bit late, and I've enjoyed that. Um, well, did OA come out? Is that a 2016 title? It is. It came out in great idea for it. I mean, you should, in December, like sixteenth or something. We need to. I mean, I did this a little bit, but I stopped. I, I kind of trailed off in September, but keeping track of the stuff I was watching. Um, yeah, I started a document, and the OA's in there. But okay, there you go. Well, at least like you got, I'll keep that going for a whole year. But if you got but that's the thing. The the older it is, the more important it is to write it down. That's true. So you got a Baldi's twenty seventeen document. So yeah, I'm not saying like fuck boomerangs altogether. I'm just saying that uh, maybe this year boomerangs get fucked. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that we both watched as a boomerang was Game of Thrones Season 1. <laughs> right. Good so season. So that would win by we default, We have approximately 20 hours of coverage on it already. So. Right. Uh, it's free. It's out there. It's available. If you're a club member, you can watch a vid- the video. Sure. Game of Thrones Season 1. Boomerang All right. Winner. Fuck boomerangs. Move on. Move on. Next minor category. Is this oh, me? Oh, it's me. It's doing? me. Yeah, I'm the one supposed to be doing this. Worst disappointment. This is going to be a little bit more fruitful discussion. Although, so we've got contenders are the final season of Banshee, final season of Penny Dreadful, the final season of X-Files, HBO's The Night of, Mr. Robot, Hail Caesar, Amazon, (laughs) Batman versus Superman, (laughs) X-Men Apocalypse, and Magnificent Seven. I think the biggest disappointment of 2016 was Amazon. (laughs) The Amazon affiliate program. It certainly sent us scrambling. Yeah. But on the other hand, it also led to a giant moment of triumph. That's so, true. For us and our community and everyone and, and, involved. And at this point, I think we're better off. Better off throwing so. off the, the copper shackles of one Jeff Bezos. Right. It's still, so, can still it be not quite out of the rear view for me. It's like, you know, things are still on somewhat shaky legs, but they're going in the right direction. Yeah. I think, I think we'll get past it. Yeah. I, uh... I mean, I feel for people because I, you know, there's 
it seems like this has been kind of rippling through the podcast community because we were just talking about this the last week that we've seen other people, you know, bigger and smaller names than us um, having problems with the same thing. Um, but I don't know. Can it can it can it be talked about as the biggest disappointment? I, it would be funny if we did that like on the actual show. If we had a <laughs> you know number five is this number five number one Amazon. I mean that's a huge disappointment for Bald Move. And also, this, these are Bald Move centric awards. Also, real to- real talk. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Amazon's kind of been letting me down across the board lately. Are, are we going to do an airing of grievances here with Amazon? It might be time. It might be time. Because I have a couple grievances with because them Because well. I tell you what, uh, I pay for two-day prime shipping, and I've been getting three- and four-day, yep. sometimes later shipping. No explanation, no nothing, just... And they used to say, like, oh, this is going to get here late. We're going to refund you a little bit of your shipping. Right. Or something. Right. And they don't They don't even send, like, an apology email anymore, right. as far as I can tell. Or when I check to see, I only want to see Prime items, I get to Prime items, and then at checkout it says, oh, this is going to be a four-day delivery. Right. What the fuck? That's if not Prime. You, if you know to tell me that at checkout, then you knew to not show me the Prime item well, when I was browsing that's for That's the big it. grievance I have, is that the Prime label has uh-huh. been so... Uh, diluted. Uh, diluted at yeah. this point. Like, I don't know if Prime is going to be free one day. I don't know if it's going to be two hours, two days, four days, a week. Like, some of the Prime stuff is shipped Prime, but not, like, packaged Prime. Right. Like, it's got two days worth of handling. Right. And I'm like, okay. Uh, well, I don't know. Like, when I order Prime, I order Prime because I know I'll get it in two days. Right. And that's the th- what really sucks is when you take the time to shop. Mm-hmm. And, and and constrain stuff by Prime, and you've you've spent a half hour. Like this happens to me all the time because I'm doing a lot of obscure technical gear, and I take the time to order it, and then I get the checkout screen, and it's not going to get there till the next week. Yeah, and that's infuriating because yeah. I would never even have considered this option had yeah. I known that. And and, and clearly the Amazon system in it. knew that, right? So you just wasted my time, and you add that to the fact that it's getting. It's really hard to search effectively. Like, if you want to say sort by average customer review, it's mm-hmm. horseshit that an item with five star rating with one review gets shown to me before an item with a four point seven with a hundred or a thousand reviews. Right. Like they got to get better. And like and also all the reviews for multiple products. Yes. Um, that kind of are in the same. They're not the exact same product, but they're in the, they're lumped on the same page. Right. The, all those reviews are shown together. And they're, they're, so you don't know which one it's for. Yeah, and like, you know, we've seen that with like a USB hub. You right. know, like we're looking for USB 3.0 hubs. There's seven different form factors, and two of them have known problems, and you got zero star reviews there mixed with the. Right. Like they need to get their shit together. Here's the other thing Amazon Prime Video stuff. Uh, oh. W- when you buy a. Uh, a video from Amazon or rent it. Yep. You can't play HD at least on a MacBook in the browser. Right. You can't play HD videos in the browser. What the fuck is happening here? Right. I can play HD on my cell phone. Yeah. I can play HD on my PlayStation. Are you, you think kidding the computer me? Are you would fucking be the kidding lingua me? Franca. Like that yes. it always will work in the browser. Right. And I emailed support and I was like what the hell is up with this? Like it's telling me I can't play HD on my laptop. They're like, yeah. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, why? Uh, well, that yeah. felt good. I feel like I feel like Amazon has been dropping the ball in a lot of ways lately. Caught as caught they bay, get bigger. Caught Bezo slipping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so clearly Amazon's got some work to do. Let's move it to the top. Let's move it to okay. Move, <laughs> to move it top. to the top. 
<laughs> Moving on up. Is it worse than Banshee? I say yes. <laughs> <laughs> we we forgot As a critical hasn't one seen here. Banshee. Oh yeah, we forgot a critical one, and I don't know if it's on we the can next add page because these, these weren't voted. So you might have to scroll down for this one. Oh. Oh, there's the final. Oh, the lesser the Hemsworth criti- brother. <laughs> the critical. The lesser Hemsworth brother. We uh, forgot all about him. Yeah, move that up. Well, let's get rid of the boomerang category. Okay. Boom. Hooray. Keep it around, just so we don't forget about it. Oh yeah, you know it's 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 hard to make it out of this, the the year as the lesser Hemsworth and not be a complete disappointment. Right. I mean, I would have taken a I would have taken a Chris. Mm-hmm. I, I would have taken a. Is there another? There's a There's Liam. Another. There's Liam. Liam right? I would have even taken a Liam, but a Luke. I don't know, man. He's 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 also least if you uh, order them alphabetically. That's true. He's the last Hemsworth. Mm. He's I think he's the first. I think he's the oldest. He's the first, and that, that, so that's pretty. That's some shit. If you're the oldest yeah. brother and you end up being the first, the lesser. becomes last. Yeah. <laughs> Not a good look. Not a good look, Luke. So I would have preferred if Westworld had maybe cast yeah. some, one of the other Hemsworths. Yeah, you're telling me you can't get the Hunger Games Hemsworth right. for a, a, a bargain? You can. He's he's uh, th- he's like uh, day-old bread at this point. <laughs> uh, they're out of Insurgents. They're all out of Hunger Games. He needs to. He should have had Westworld. Oh, well. Got stuck with got stuck with the him, Luke, Luke at the end. Got Luke. Uh so I know you didn't see uh, Banshee or Penny Dreadful, but both of these were shows that me and Cecily had high hopes for. We had no idea Penny Dreadful, this was going to be its final season. I think there's reason to believe that the people running Penny Dreadful had no idea this was going to be their last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was one of my favorite shows over the last two years. These are two of my favorite shows of the last two years, and they both – Banshee, it was time for it to go. Its, it's story was being told, uh, but – Banshee's a kind of a crazy batshit show, but the whole whole final season revolved around satanic serial killers. And the leader of this cult had like legit body modification horns. This is the this is the martial arts Amish show, yeah. right? I, I'm I'm telling you, even with that Amish table, gangster show, even with that table set, this was a step <sighs> into a a crazier, crazier direction. It sounds insane, and. Yeah, I, me and Cecily were not. I will say that the final episode, once they got that Satan shit resolved, um, it, everything resolved in a pretty, like, like the final episode is pretty good. Like, I feel like they've left the Banshee universe in a pretty good shape. But that the la, the whole last season, whole last season, it makes me wish that they had just finished things up with like a like a movie. Mm-hmm. Like they could have done the things they needed to do in the final season in like a two three hour movie. A two-hour movie. Like, they needed to rescue Job, and they needed to go out with a bang, and mm. they could have done those with them. Maybe even gone wide, like, actually go to the silver screen, an actual movie or made-for-TV movie. I don't know. It's too bad. Penny Dreadful, on the other hand, some of the best work Penny Dreadful's ever done in the first few episodes, they actually made the Frankenstein's monster character, someone I gave a damn about, who is my least favorite character. Ava Green was playing this... I'm stuck in an insane asylum. I'm having uh, I'm, I'm I'm having psychic battles with the devil. Uh, that was super awesome, and got let let her do that's crazy Ava Green stuff. And then about halfway through the season, I think they got the word that they're being canceled, and they went for broke on an apocalyptic trilogy of episodes, and just. Hmm. 
yeah, I did, I don't know. It's like watching a show and fast forward, and I didn't like it. I didn't like it. This show had two or three more interesting seasons left, and they just flushed it down the toilet for some inscrutable HBO reason. Said my piece. I think we're on the same page about everything else. So, okay, shall we talk about the X Files? Yeah, so they brought X Files back this year. In case I you wanted aware. the X Files to work really badly. Yeah, I have immense affection for David Coveney and Gillian Anderson. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the original series, honestly. And about half of an episode worked for me. Yes, one of the jokier Lizard Man episodes. Yep. But everything else was either, you know, forgettable, mm-hmm. offensive, or both. Yeah, and it's yeah. like there, like there's no like rip from the headlines a- aspect of it. Although interestingly enough, the thing that seems most relevant in hindsight is uh, who's the guy that played the like Alex Jones Infowar guy? Uh, the guy from Community. Yeah, Jeff McHale. McHale. Yeah, it but might be Jeff Winger. Is I think Jeff Winger's his character on Community. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think it's something McHale. Uh, Joel McHale. Joel McHale. Yeah. Uh, he, he turns out that like all that Alex Jones Infowars played a bit of a part in the American election. Now, okay, I, I, you know, elevating him to like you know secret teller of the truth status is something I'm not comfortable with. But fuck mm-hmm. it. Um, the X Files was just a mess. It was torn up from the floor up. It was. I didn't really enjoy much of it. David Duchovny's face wasn't right. <laughs> What's wrong with his face? Uh, he, I, I don't think, remember. He's just an old man. I know, but he got like so. So show up as older David Duchovny. Don't take a gallon of Botox and fuck your face up so you can't emote, man. I mean, I get it. Your your whole <sighs> shtick was kind of sleepy eyed. You know. Not much emotion, but damn, it's like his yeah. face was just off in the same way that like Sly Stallone's was in the Expendables movie. Right. Like he hadn't right. quite gotten everything dialed in. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, fuck, I'm a major movie star now. I got to go get some work done. You got to let that you got to <laughs> let that settle, man. Or it collapses <laughs> like a souffle. Uh, oh, <laughs> I, I, I hated the X-Files reboot. It was great. I did too. It was and terrible. Get, and getting like I had it took I had no pleasure in and doing a episode by episode autopsy of this show. Yeah. Especially after the first couple. Yeah. Like, the first one, we were all gung-ho. It's like, okay, new X-Files. It'll be fun. I mean, there was ridiculous stuff. Like, remember in one of the final episodes where there's some kind of world-ending disease? Uh Uh-huh. And Gillian Anderson stopped a full-blown riot by just showing up in her heels and her pantsuit and saying, you guys stop. Yep. (laughs) Quelled an entire city riot. It was real dumb. (laughs) Incredibly dumb. It's just really dumb. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, we've talked about the X Files. Night of was another one that I didn't see. Oh, I forgot about that. So yeah. Night of had a awesome, awesome pilot mm-hmm. that promised to be all the best things about you know they, basically all the great things about serial season one and making a murder and the staircase and all these like true true crime what ifs who done it's except they're going to make it fictionalized. Mm-hmm. So they can make it the most interesting, and there will be actually revel. You know, that's a, the problem with season one of Serial, right? Is that they're it was super compelling, but at the end, yeah, nothing really no changes. Resolution. I mean, mm-hmm. there you know, it, there's been new journalism done, there's new legal stuff, right. but like the show itself, kind of like you got you all prepped for like you know popping open Al Capone's vault, and then turns out there's nothing in it. Right. Uh, the night of just after that first superior pilot just got ridiculous. Like they had this. 
The conceit is that there's like a 17-year-old Muslim boy. Maybe he's 18. Uh, he's from a respectable family. He gets involved in like this night of drug drugs and murder. Wakes up covered in this girl's blood, holding a murder weapon. Decides to flee. Gets picked up. And then gets thrown in jail while he's awaiting trial. And immediately Chalky White slash Omar from The Wire, Michael K. Williams, takes a shine to him and turns him into a hardened prison gangster in the course of like six episodes. Okay. To the extent that he's shaved his head, he's got tattoos on his knuckles and all over his body, he gets a heroin addiction. Like things break bad for this kid almost immediately as soon as he steps foot in, I think, Rikers. And it just was unbelievable, and there's a plot with this lawyer where she falls in love with him that's fucking ridiculous, and the actual court case was not very compelling, and it's just kind of terrible hmm. after the pilot. So. Well, that sucks. Uh, all right. You tag Mr. in. Robot. I'm going to let you go with Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot, holy shit. You I hate mean, Mr. After, Robot more than I do. After an amazing season one, like one of the best things on television last year, it shit out a season two that went nowhere that went almost nowhere um it promised on it was, multiple it, was, it fronts. promised it promised us go traveling a yard and it went about three inches yes yes uh with most of the characters i think <laughs> i i think some of the characters were just so flat to be bad like dom dom was pretty flat she had moments but overall pretty flat angela i hated angela's plot I thought it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, season one was way better for her because she had some interactions with Elliot. And they they seemed de- like decent friends and good together. And like season two, she's just on this mission to do something in this company, this big E Corp company. And I don't, I don't understand her. And I, I like she's Angela's, shitting on her dad. I like Angela's she's, arc a little bit more than you, but only because I think it's going to be some kind of Blade Runner science experiment. And if it turns out not to be true, then I'm going to be right back on the, no, fuck Angela. I hate Angela bandwagon. And Androidula. Androidula, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. I thought Mr. Mr. Robot Season 2 was a train wreck compared to Season 1. Season one had a clear mission. Yes. Season two didn't. It felt just aimless. Yeah. Kind of in the same way that like a True Detective season two did. Yeah. The True Detective season two had more of a, a goal, more of an endpoint. It was this. just not as cool as the first one. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like this. So the only reason it's not as I'm as bi- on a big a soapbox as you is if you recall, this is exactly what I was afraid of. This guy After said True that Detective. season. This guy was uh, was promising that oh, season one is just going to be the prologue. Mm-hmm. Wait until you see my actual mind blowing trilogy, and I'm like, uh huh. And then it has all the all hallmarks of a guy who's spent years planning a single season and then had no idea how to follow it up. And that's fine if you do that. Then don't lie to me and tell me. Don't George Lucas me. Yeah. I've been George Lucas by George Lucas. You can't George Lucas anyone better than that. Can't out Lucas Lucas. You can't no, you can't out you can't out disappoint me, man. Just be yeah. honest. And like I like the Stranger Things guys, I think that's uh, refreshing where they're like, Man, we're shitting our pants. We have no idea. Right. This has been our baby for years and we got some ideas, sure, and we think they're cool, but boy, I hope we don't let people down. Right. Don't fucking double down on this Messiah shit, man. Yeah. So I was kind of going into this season suspicious. Okay. And largely my suspicions are paid. So I guess I was less disappointed than you, but totally comfortable having this as a big disappointment. Okay. Um, Let's go to Hail Caesar. 
Hail Caesar. I, I guess we're just going to talk about all these and then rank yeah, them. Yeah, we shouldn't. Yeah, we, we're, we're, I feel like we're, we're spoiling the, the show here. But we're trying to come up with the top five. Yeah. All right. I mean, we gotta we got to talk about them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you listen to this, I don't know why you'd listen to the show. It's more like you like listen the, to the show, and then if you want to expand it, you go listen to this. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I think we avoided doing that for most of the other categories. Uh, anyway, I don't know. Uh, Hail Caesar! Hail Caesar was a disappointment because it's Coen Brothers, it's George Clooney, it's uh, uh, the, the, the Magic Mike XXL, <laughs> right? Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Uh, Tanning Chatham. It's Channing Tatum. Tanning Chatham. It's uh, <laughs> there's the, oh, who's the the girl that always plays the weird, creepy yeah. like, angels? Swinson. T- yeah, Tilda, Tilda Swinson. Swinson. Yep. It, it had a lot of star power. Had the Coen Brothers a, a, a story like a slightly musical story about the golden age of Hollywood, and it just this is a movie for Has somebody. Scarlett Johansson. This movie should have been for me. Coen Brothers, Scarlett Johansson, oh, right, George Clooney, did. like. This is made for me, and it just didn't deliver. Like I wasn't engaged with it hardly at all. I feel like this movie's made for someone, just not us. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's got some clever things. There was like the Channing Tatum <sighs> musical sequence was almost worth sitting through that two-hour movie. Yeah, and also like uh, Ralph Fiennes with the cowboy trying to right trying to to steer him through this urbane scene was pretty fucking funny too mm-hmm. but i don't know it's one of those droll coen brothers comedy sometimes they 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 land flat like burn without reading hmm. i remember talking to the forum like i d uh on the forums loves that film and it just <laughs> falls flat for me huh. so this was another coen is disappointment a right word i guess yeah, i'm coen personally brothers. disappointed I, right it's Coen Brothers. It has a lot of big stars that I like, and I didn't enjoy it. So it wasn't yes. a shit film, but it certainly no. was a disappointment. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing is, can Ooh. Batman versus Superman properly be called a disappointment? Because That's a good question. At this point with DC, I don't know. They can pleasantly surprise me. I don't think they can disappoint me anymore. Yeah. Yeah, DC has the track record of just not getting it. Of doing subpar episode subpar movies that are aimed only at the hardest of core fanboys mm-hmm. yeah i batman vs superman was a real bad movie but i didn't have high expectations going in yeah yeah so i'm i might be with you this might not even be a disappointment yeah it's, it's a just shit movie. more of what you expect from dc <laughs> Uh, as opposed to X-Men Apocalypse, which has the misfortune of not being a Marvel Studios production, but right. had a decent pedigree. I liked the, the – I know you didn't like Days of Future Past yeah, or any of the, like, you know, uh, I guess the new Magneto series. Uh, it had Brian Sanger returning oh, to I, I like Helm. some of the new Magneto stuff. Okay. Um, the one before that, whatever it was. I can't think of the name of it. So you had First Class. Is that the one about the, that's the one about the Cuban Missile Crisis. You did not like that. Wait, is that the one with like January Jones on the boat, or is that the this last one you were talking about? No, that that's that's first class. January okay. Jones on the boat. I think I like class. that one. It's it's tough. They all blend together. See, I didn't me. like that. I did like Days of Future Past. That's the one where uh, Logan's time traveling. Right, right. I of... remember that one. Yeah. Okay, so you like that one? No. Oh, you did not I like, didn't that like that one. All right, that's the latest, right? Yeah. Okay. Before this one, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know. You're you're kind of all over the map on this, but we both agree that the big problem with this film. Is the villain was terrible. Yeah. The villain's played by Oscar Isaac, who did great work in uh, The Force Awakens, and I've seen and a lot of things. Hero, I enjoy- and, yep. yep. He's actually not bad in that train wreck that's punch 
was it punch drunk sucker punch he played the the cat oh, house God. psychiatrist guy um showed me showed me a little bit of his promise but he's just terrible as this overly made up x uh, mutant who's got very nebulous powers and mm-hmm. he's recruiting other superhuman mutants and the in fight sequence is 15 minutes of like four people floating in a ball of energy with a bunch of debris orbiting them like a fucking atomic structure you'd see in a, a grade school physics book if uh-huh. such a thing exists hurling and, shit each other and somehow inexplicably like for nebulous stakes he he's able to fight off uh what's his name liquid speed <laughs> yeah quicksilver quicksilver uh he's able to fight that guy off even liquid though speed, it's the the plumber's best friend yeah liquid speed pour it down your drain it cuts through tough grease and hair i think quicksilver's on liquid speed <laughs> he because like how do you fight off a guy who moves that fast I don't How know. do you do it? How do you get a punch in on that guy? Come on. I don't know. You're a god. You're Egyptian god. <sighs> yeah. The world's first mutant. So so much of that movie just, ugh. Yeah. It's pretty terrible. Like, just ignoring the implications of all the powers in favor of telling the story you want to tell yeah. sucks. I always hate when they do that. And you compare the big superhero battle in Captain America Civil War, the airport scene, where uh-huh. everything was just like this opera uh, and this this harmony of of the superhero powers and pitted against each other, and it never right. felt like, you know, where in this movie everyone's like, oh, the big guy's going to fight the other big guy, and the it, it's just everything's matchy matchy and poorly mm-hmm. done at that. Whereas you could see that the guys making Civil War was like, okay, we're actually going to sit down and actually imagine how this group of five guys would fight this group of five guys. Yeah. It just makes way more sense. So, I mean, I thought it was terrible, terrible disappointment. Yeah. Magnificent Seven. I mean... How disappointing is this? I mean, I've seen Seven Samurai, and I've seen the original Magnificent Seven. It was neither better than any of those, nor did it have anything significantly new to say. Mm -hmm. So it's just a reason to remake something with stars of this era instead of star... Because, like, the, you know, Magnificent Seven, the old one, was star-studded. Right. Uh, but it's not better than any of the originals, and it was completely. There's no good reason to make this film. No good reason. At yeah, all. I agree with you. Um, and it. But I expected a lot from it because of its name. Well, yeah, Seven Samurai is like like if this was a different if this movie was just named a different thing, right? Like name it the 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 people who saved the town. <laughs> Right. Like, yeah. There you go. Yeah. It's a terrible name, but it's yeah. automatically a better movie. Yeah. But it was. It was just it was this milk toast movie that's just like status quo on cowboy shit. And I'm like, okay, whatever, man. And it's coming from Nick Pizzolatto, who, you know, did What? True Detective, isn't it? Nick Pizzolatto no. made this thing. Pretty sure. Well, that's the second time you let me down as many years. I know, Nick. Right. Uh, Although I don't know that that was I don't know that's a true fact either. I need to find out. But um I mean it's just it's just kind of bad and and dull and uh you know th- it's not like Hollywood mm-hmm. shy about making having meaningless Yeah, he wrote the, the screenplay for it. Wow. Co-wrote with Richard Wank. Um well you got Richard you got Dick Wank. 
uh, co-writing and <laughs> right. what are you doing, Link. man? Uh, Antoine <laughs> Fuqua directed it, so it should have actually looked better than it did, frankly. I mean, the, it's it's it fine. didn't look bad. The action Don't scenes were kind of, but it's just like there was just a lot of like I I remember us. Um, I mean, we did a fucking podcast on it, mm-hmm. uh, but just like none of the character motivations seemed like why this guy is following this guy and why he's got this. I mean, the stuff that the friendship that you that that. And and the the loyalty and the honor that the first two movies worked on, none of that was there. Yeah, none of that was there. So, so pretty disappointing. All right, let's try to rank these things. Are All we right. going to go with the same rule that like things that I've seen and you haven't, uh, and vice versa, cannot cannot win? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, how disappointing is Banshee? Banshee's a Look, dude, don't you have to talk shit about you have, to, anyway. you have to talk shit about my show to to I'm 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 voluntarily taking it out of the running. Penny like, Dreadful, I have heard really good things about seasons one and two. You've heard so, really good things from Banshee. No, about, about, just from, from you, <laughs> just from you. And I've seen episodes myself, and they always look ridiculous. You've seen two minutes of one episode where some guy ripped a woman's throat out. Yeah, I've and seen inexplicably, the Amish gangsters. you're like. And it all looks like bullshit. Just the concept. I wish the I could go back concept. in time when you showed me the protector and and uh, that guy wrecking a hundred different arm sockets. And I wish I could just be like, meh. Just, just, <laughs> just so you can feel what that feels like. Anyway, it's all a right. cool scene. But when you when the Amish gangsters come out, I start to lose interest. Oh, but the fucking elephant bone protector is is a, is yeah. a, a cool enough concept to hang righteous action on. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying the Amish are not known for their karate. <laughs> for their martial arts techniques. That's why he has a ringer. That's why the guy, the, the bad bow tie Burton, is there to do his uh, kung fu. His name is Bad Bow Tie. No, that's my na- nickname for him because oh. he wears a bow tie. Okay. All right. Right. That anyway, guy. point number one. Fuck you. Point number two. We have Amazon X Files, Mister Robot, Hail Caesar, Batman vs Superman, X Men Apocalypse, Magnificent Seven, and Luke Hemsworth. Yep. Uh, so Luke Hemsworth is a joke. I, we... But that's the thing. Like, if we're going for the, if we're going for entertainment cons- value, both Amazon and Luke Hemsworth are a pretty potent package. I'm not boy. even kidding about Amazon. Like, <laughs> Amazon has let me down in numerous ways. And... I know that's the funny thing. Like, it's not just the bald move thing. Like, you and I have been kind of getting our bitch on about this for yeah. I've talked about it on lunch. Like. Yeah, and then they drop us right as we're like, because we were even yeah. talking about like, man, I remember us having a conversation a month before us drop dropping us where you said, I'm not so sure how much longer I can keep recommending these people this to people with the shit that they're that, that they're pulling right now. Right, and then they dropped us, so it made it made it easy for us. The 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 thing they've got going in their favor is there's nobody better. Yeah, like Amazon is still the leader. That's the thing. Like, as it's, I would have loved to have been like, "Fuck Amazon, I'm never going to use them again." But I still use Amazon. Right, it's still the best. What am I going to do? Out go there? out shop and shop for my Christmas presents? No, no, no. no. I'm not going to go out and Black Friday. And you can't like what are you going Walmart.com? Yeah, no. Yeah, as I say, it's like it's it's almost like you know that famous Churchill quote about democracy. It's the worst. It's the worst form of government right. except for all the others. Yeah. Cause yeah, I've I've actually been like uh, I've been doing stuff on Lowe's and Home Depot and Walmart for like different various and sundry things, and they're they're worse. Yeah, they're worse in, in every possible way than Amazon. Mm-hmm. But Amazon's slipping, Bay Bezos. Slipping. There's room. There's an opportunity for somebody with billions of dollars. It feels like they need to, to refactor. Like before you get to the fucking drones and shit, maybe refactor your website. Yeah. 
and 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 get your services doing whatever i don't know uh okay so you're right amazon is a legit complaint but it's also funny because i think people will find if we make it the number one disappointment because they drop bald move like that's just funny on the face of it right but luke kinsworth is also a joke category that's super funny too it is funny but only funny for westworld fans which to be fair is half our audience Mm -hmm. so what do we do this isn't deliberation so much as deciding what's going to be funnier for our fans like I think Amazon is number one is not only a legitimate choice, uh-huh. but also hilarious. Okay, because if you're revealing these like, and number three is whatever, number two and number one biggest disappoint- disappointment Amazon.com. Yeah, maybe Luke Hemsworth should be number five to kind of like you know you start off with the light joke, you get some polite smattering of applause, mm-hmm. and then we have some genuine disappointments. <sighs> Well, it feels like we're really crafting this category, but this is a ridiculous category anyway. I, but this is kind of behind the scenes. This is how we roll. Like yeah. this is the weird. I don't feel like I'm performing. I feel like this is I'm having a, a content discussion with you. I feel like this is what people. So this is some of what people want out of these things. Uh, so I feel like Hail Caesar. Uh, like if we're talking pedigree, like X Men Apocalypse versus Hail Caesar, I feel like X Men has a worse pedigree than the Coens. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And that Hail Caesar probably belongs in the top five. Okay, well, it is. That's great. Oh, yeah. By virtue of... Uh, I think Batman vs. Superman needs to go... Because, like, again, it wasn't surprising that it sucked. Right. It's kind of... I mean, I guess I remember thinking, surely to God, this is their best... Like, this is the two biggest... name. You're talking about worldwide name recognition. Batman vs. Superman is the the shit. Mm Mm-hmm. And them fighting is, like, one of the biggest fanboy wet dreams of all time. Like, when it finally happened, and it was actually pretty well executed in the comic book series, uh, Frank Miller's classic, um, I, I I feel like it should be a bigger disappointment. And just quite frankly, I couldn't believe that DC, like, had this poor of a plan and this much faith and I guess, Zack Snyder. But you're right. It's like... I wasn't disappointed so much as, like, my suspicions were confirmed that they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. So. So I think just by virtue of the category definition, it doesn't it doesn't rank in the top five. Uh, Mr. Robot and X-Files, I think, are fine where they are. Okay. Uh, and I might throw Hail Caesar at number four. Oh, well, yeah. We wanted, yeah. <clears throat> Unless you want to make to, a case extent, for X-Men Apocalypse. I mean, Luke Hemsworth is actually... This is just us being mean. He's, <laughs> right. he's fine. He's, he's fine. He's great. Like, he's not... Like, he's, if his name wasn't Hemsworth, you wouldn't even comment on him, because he was yeah. just... He was a sturdy, sturdy security dude in the mm-hmm. Westworld a- apparatus, and he did that job with distinction and honor, and we are just being shits. We are just being shits. Right. But it's funny. <laughs> right. And it's probably nothing he's not heard from his other brothers a million times worse. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm counting on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the so I guess my question is, is any of the X-Men Apocalypse... I mean, I thought X-Men Apocalypse was really, really disappointing. The only mm-hmm. thing I was not more disappointed is when I saw the trailers, like, man, Apocalypse just looked ridiculous. Huh. Yeah. And that's like, you just can't have a ridiculous-looking villain. You can't. Yeah, I mean, how is he any more ridiculous looking than fucking Frasier as the Beast? Well, if he, <laughs> like, I'm, he's not great. He wasn't great. Okay, to tell you the truth. 
None of the beasts have been great. Yeah. I don't even think Mystique looks great. I think Mystique looks like a really shitty practical effect. Mm-hmm. It's this. They've always had fairly hot actresses, n- n- uh, mainly nude, and people kind of overlooked that. Right. But, right. like, Mystique doesn't look great. Hmm. So where where would you, if you were going to say X-Men Apocalypse should go up, where would you put it? I don't. I'm, I'm just making an argument for it because the, the big. I remember this being a theme in the review: is the X Men Apocalypse is the comic book movie that would have been awesome 15 years ago. Sure. Like before Iron Man and the Dark Knight, you could get away with this shit. Like for Watchmen, frankly. For like, like yeah. X Men and X Men Two are, gr- and I think X Men Two still holds up, but there's still a lot of these kind of hokey shit things going on in that. Mm-hmm. But you could get away with that when the bar was a lot lower, but those two movies and what Marvel's been doing uh, and what Nolan did at, and with DC, um, you just can't do that. You just can't do it. And yeah, um, it's a big disappointment, but what are you going to, what are you going to do? Well, I mean, if we want to keep Hemsworth in the top five, we got to boot something else. If we want to move X-Men up, I don't think I'm, I'm actually fine with this top five. Okay. I am too. Okay. Let's move on. That might be the last one. Oh, no. Oh, no. We have a couple more categories. Biggest surprise. Uh, entries are American Crime Story, OJ versus the people, or vice versa. <laughs> halt and Catch Fire Season 3, Stranger Things, Lady Dynamite, Deadpool, Ghostbusters, A Prophet, Once for Warriors, Pontypool, The Voices, What Dreams May Come. If you don't recognize the last few, the, uh, the majority of those were from, um, po- uh, for, from commission podcasts which I right. know was his own category, but some of them were such a big and delightful surprise, we wanted to call him out here. Uh, so let's go down here. Why was American Crime Story a surprise? Because it's the O.J. Simpson story, and it's been mediatized to death, And it apparently. was told by the man who did Glee and American Horror Story. Glee? And Nip Tuck. He did all those? Yep. Wow. Okay. So restrained... Insightful, mm-hmm. quiet, dignified, factual looks into the one of the most mediatized and politicized and overexposed cases of all time. I thought it would be a train, especially you see like John Travolta <laughs> right. in his Robert Shapiro makeup, and you're like, this is going to be a fucking train wreck. I, yeah. I was I was watching it the way I'm watching the Young Pope. Mm-hmm. And then it just completely took me by surprise. I'm like, no, this is kind of legit good. So that's why I think it's a big surprise. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I So I have the additional surprise of kind of getting the story for the first time because I was just l- slightly too young to really appreciate what was going on with the, the sure. trial, Yeah, the real trial when it happened. So I have that additional surprise of really enjoying um, the story. Okay. Uh, Halt and Catch Fire, season three. You know, without season two, like if this was last year and I was saying biggest surprise on Halt and Catch Fire, I think it would have more legs to stand on. But season two was actually a lot better than season one. And season three is not that again. Season three is better than season two, but it's not like But it's not shocking like, like that season they two, it. they made a big step forward and then they evolved right. based on that. Yeah, that that's what happened. So like... It was surprising that yet again the show that started off so shaky in season one has gotten to new heights, but it wasn't a huge surprise. Well, I'm trusting you on that. Now, yeah. I mean, by our rules, it cannot win, but right. 
since you're trying to get that podcast, like I'm assuming you want to do the final season. Like yeah. I, yeah, you know, one, one of it. the purposes of the Baldies is not only recognize greatness, but also to recognize internal bald move stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, if you oh, could... I mean, I'm fine throwing this to the bottom of the list, okay? Because I'm the only one who saw it. Okay. Uh, if Eric was on the the Baldies, then maybe he would have a different oh, story. Next but... year, next year he can have his own category, <laughs> and we can... right? The shows Eric watched, consisting of Halt and Catch Fire. <laughs> And a no, lot of, to be fair, I don't a know lot what he watches. Seahawks, yeah, I know. He, a lot of uh, Wes Anderson movies. No, no shit. He's all about the movies. Um, yeah. Okay, so Stranger Things. I huge surprise. Yeah, like I hadn't. I don't think that was on my radar at all. Mm-hmm. And if you told me there was going to be like a heartwarming coming of age badass science fiction fantasy Stephen King loosely inspired mm-hmm. Netflix series, I would say, well, it's going to have massive act two problems yep yeah it's uh it, and and it's it's not going to achieve any of its goals and and that's also by two people who have never as far as i know have any show running experience whatsoever right uh and it's awesome yeah i mean they they cut it down to eight episodes it was tight it felt authentic it felt like to the, the goonies, era it felt authentic to the characters it felt like the goonies made for adults yes or et made for adults or any of those right. things like it yeah. had genuinely scary moments and again i spent a lot of time watching this in a dark alley in cincinnati at, in the middle of the night uh-huh what and, and at the height of summer which only added to its appeal but you didn't do that and you still uh-huh. thought it was awesome yeah i mean the monsters are creepy the this negaverse kind of idea was really cool yeah um, something way, we've seen done before but the way it's portrayed in the, the way it's the visualized show. especially yep uh, uh very cool and i thought the kids were at just outstanding why not writer brought it uh the dude who plays the the police chief brought it like okay well, let's not eulogize. We're, we're getting in, we're getting in the, the the habit of eulogizing these things when we really just need to be ranking them. All right. Well, one more thing. Okay. Netflix also is notorious for not advertising their shit ahead of time, uh-huh. and so this kind of dropped as a surprise too. Right. It was just like here's this thing, eight episodes, mm-hmm. eight eight hours of television, and it, it caught the internet on fire. It did. Yeah. Um, uh, OJ was a big another one that kind of like captured the attention of the internet too. Mm-hmm. Uh. Okay, Lady Dynamite, it can't win. I've already said enough about it, but, you know, it's just a right. really, really... I've never heard of Maria Bamford, and she was awesome, and I really appreciate what she's doing there. And Deadpool. Deadpool's not in Marvel Studios, so that's one knock against it. Deadpool's kind of a silly character. I mean, yeah. he was created by Rob Liefeld, which if you know anything about comics, he is kind of like an industry joke. Mm. Um, because he just does everything very, it's very derivative. It's very over the top. It's fairly poorly drawn. Um, its ideas are immature and poorly fleshed out. Somehow, somewhere, and I don't know if Deadpool like because this was not the Deadpool I remember from like the early runs of X Force. Um, some someone got their hands on Deadpool and took a cliched character of leftover and rewarmed ideas and made him interesting hmm. and they somehow effectively captured that with ryan reynolds and it's amazing how well it worked yeah now i don't think it's a bigger surprise than stranger things why because it, it was a little creaky it had spots that you know weren't perfect we're not talking about best we're talking about surprise like so the, the deadpool as a thing yeah, that's worked. true that's true um but i mean you're right i mean i'd heard of deadpool i hadn't ever heard of stranger things 
I was actually right. shocked when I found I up until I finished the show, I was like, man, I cannot wait to read Stranger Things because I thought it was like some forgotten late seventies Stephen King or Bachman <laughs> book. Right. Because it had the same font and everything yeah. that they used to have in his collections. And like yeah. I was gobsmacked at its original IP. Yeah. So you, okay, you, you got me on that. Yeah, I think I think Stranger Things uh is better than that. And probably American Crime Story is better than that as well. Okay. Um Stranger Things more surprising than American Crime Story. I think so, yeah. Okay, so let's start kind of sorting here. All right. So uh the all female take on Ghostbusters. So this is this was politicized for, by the internet from the beginning. Like right. it, it had sudden I don't know why or how and it was all stupid to me that you yeah. couldn't just wait uh, like the the idea of a genderbender Ghostbusters is not offensive on its merits, for sure. Definitely not. The to only me. way it would be offensive is if they executed it poorly. Right. Then it becomes a travesty. To then it becomes like fucking um, uh, the, the Magnificent Seven. I've got an offensive way for it to go. Magnificent Seven's way bigger of an offense to a classic franchise than than Ghostbusters because Ghostbusters wasn't even a fin- it was it was actually funny yeah it was actually good. awesome I really enjoyed Ghostbusters um but but it is still a huge surprise because who would have thought that you could properly resurrect the Ghostbusters IP like when I saw the people attached to it I kind of did like all the original really? I mean, people it? had signed off on it and but, but I mean, Melissa Ghostbusters Mc... has been in development hell for mm. decades now, right? And you've got to think that anything comes out of that right. is going to just be this mishmash of a lot of people's what they think are good ideas, but just dis- disparate ideas. Well, they've wrestled away from Dan Aykroyd, right? So that helped a lot. It did. Um, it did. Even I mean, though... that's the thing. Like, how dare you say that a gender bender version of Ghostbusters is going to be when we already have Blues Brothers two thousand? Like Dan Aykroyd himself fucked up that movie, mm, and okay. nobody, nobody, nobody shed a tear or raised an eyebrow. But like Melissa McCarthy uh, wants to re- do a, a, a female take on a Ghostbuster, and everybody loses their mind. Right. Um, okay, I'm f- big surprise. It was just because of you know the the tale that has been the Ghostbusters sequel development. Now, the next three are interesting because it's a prophet once were warriors in Pontypool, which we – I mean, how would we ever have known? Like, you got an, you got some – some. Um, I mean, it's not – I don't want to say it's obscure, but for an uh, ignorant American, all these were made in, uh, I think, France, New Zealand, and Pontypool is an American, but it's also a very small release. Right. Uh, but they – and they were all commissioned podcasts, uh, and the voices, I'll throw that in, too. Uh, and they were all delightful. And what dreams may come? Well, what dreams may come is different because <laughs> okay. I. Had... So why was a prophet surprising to you? Um, I guess that's a good question. Because number one, it was really well made and 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 gorgeous in its construction. Why is that a surprise? Because I, mean, I, I want you to talk some shit about French cinema. No, honestly, <laughs> I while. honestly, I also yeah, like foreign films have a higher barrier to entry. Not because I'm, a, I, I'm I'm not opposed to reading subtitles. It's just that I a lot of times when I see foreign films, they're just mm-hmm. not as slick and they're not up to the production. It's it's like watching college right. football versus professional football. Say what you and, will, Hollywood. You know, when you spend three hundred fucking million dollars making a movie, it sometimes can look better than if you're making a twenty-five million dollar movie or whatever. Right. And then you got also like where there's been like like was Lord of the Rings a foreign film? 
It kind of should have been considered. It was made in New Zealand for it the was, most part. It was bankrolled yeah. by Hollywood. So it's like it's mm-hmm. I, I I understand that like just because you gave Peter Jackson four hundred million dollars to make something didn't suddenly he didn't become a better filmmaker, and he certainly didn't become an American filmmaker. So I understand right. this is all stupid and bullshit. I'm just trying to be honest. with Yeah, you. but I hear like French. I hear French cinema, and I'm thinking subtitles, and subtitles do affect black my and white berets, smoking. <laughs> right. That's that's exactly what I'm thinking. Actually, <laughs> I'm thinking like art film. Honestly, right. um, and this wasn't that, and but it was really, really good. And subtitles usually affect my enjoyment of stuff because, you know, my eyes come off the action in the movie. Right. And the expressions on the people's face and I'm reading stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, also when he teaches, it's, it's going to be a take on, like, European crime and uh-huh. going into, like, European – and I'm like, okay. Because, like, yeah, I, I know we had that, like, oh, the, what, the, how hard is a French jail? They're going to issue right. everyone only three baguettes <laughs> instead of – the four that are comfort, you know, and only one carton of cigarettes instead of the two, and like, you know, what, what? And it turns out, nah, man, those things are no joke. Yeah, French jail's no joke. Yeah, as as you would have to assume. I mean, once once you get over the jokes, there's like some really riveting thing, like that guy trying to figure out how to properly hold a razor blade in his mouth so he can kill somebody. Uh huh. Like that whole scene was like crazy, and then like the. You know, running over the deer and the in, intense shootout inside a car. Like, there was a lot of really great stuff. Yeah, and, and surprisingly well-made, like you said. It Hard-hitting. Was, mm-hmm. It was, I mean, even just from a, like, cinem- cinematography standpoint. Yeah. It looked really good. Well-written. Well great written. characters. Yeah. Great. Great acting. Great dilemmas where you're like, and, and unlike the night of where I'm like, I don't buy this kid's descent into the criminal underworld at all, like every single step of the way, I'm like, yeah. oh, this guy's in an impossible situation. He is a man with no country in a place where you got to kind of pick a country. Which is shocking given that this was, what, an hour and a half, two-hour film? Yeah. And Night Of is six, seven ten episodes. hours? No, nah, I think it's like it was a six episode. Maybe six eight. episodes? Six hours? Eight hours? Yeah. They had more time to develop it, but this they did had it better. Less. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think A Prophet was a huge surprise. Um, I was not excited about watching it but once i watched it i was really amazed by it i don't think people should feel insulted by that because like anything that i've never heard of right i'm not excited to see yeah i mean come on you commission the goonies i'm gonna get super excited because i know what i'm in for right or if you commission like um you know uh full metal jacket Mm mm-hmm like I've heard a lot. That's got an amazing rep, and I'm ne- I've seen enough of it. I've seen like, you know, but yeah. I've not seen it all. And mm. you know, it's a Stanley Kubrick. Like that's like, like Apocalypse Now. If someone ever commissions that, like, fuck yeah, I want to see right. this storied thing that Lawrence Fishburne was like 13 when he made it, and you know, uh, Marlon Brando went rogue, and almost everyone got sick and almost died, and uh-huh. uh. Yeah, but if you do a profit or once for warriors, and I'm like, what? Who? That's mm-hmm. I'm not excited. I'm just like, ah, uh, okay, right. Yeah, once for warriors is another one of those weird ones where, you know, it's a foreign film. Um, now they said it's like the best New Zealand has to offer. <laughs> I like one of its most that. famous and, sure. and good movies. Sure. Uh, like if you told me that New Zealand's it, the Godfather, I'd be like, all right, I can live with that comparison. Right. Having having seen it, I'm. I'm way more uh, – it was just a huge surprise, you know? It was a force – I mean, the, the like this this whole movie lived and died on his writing and his performances because yeah. the 
you know, especially Tamira Morrison. I hope I'm pronouncing the gentleman's name correctly. But you know, Django Fett, uh, his performance was just fucking a force of nature. And his wife was really good, and his daughter was like, I mean, there's shit that hurt me. Mm-hmm. There is some there's some scenes where you just like cover your mouth and you're like in horror and you can't believe what you're seeing. Yeah, and and it's all about a culture and a country that I know very little about outside of you know the fact it's infested with hobbits and right. Wetas and doesn't have any poisonous reptiles or or insects. Uh, yeah. So I, I where where would you like you want to move these kind of as a unit? Do you want to say one's pon- better than yeah. the other? Do yeah. you want to? I don't know because how so which how do you how do you judge which is the bigger surprise over profit or once for warriors? Like they're eager. I had no idea what to expect, and they both were devastatingly good. They were. Uh, I, I don't know how to resolve that. And then you go Pontypool, it's like you throw that in, and the voices, which are, you know, small budget indie films that also that, that took us by surprise because one showed us, like, a side of Ryan Reynolds I didn't know. Well, not only that, but just kind of like I respected him more because I, I, I've heard that he kind of pushed Deadpool through the Hollywood process. Um, but I, he just seems like a more interesting guy than I would have ever imagined from Van Wilder. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. Like, like a, a, an interesting guy decided, looked at the script of the voices and said, I want to be attached to that. And I'm, I'm comfortable with this maybe hurting my career because it's awesome. Hmm. Um, and Pontypool was just, it. it's certainly the most fun led to a lot of fruitful podcast discussion. And I think it has the most interesting concept. Like I, I would say all around a profit is probably the best movie on that of those four. I wish because, I could see a Blu-ray of Once for Warriors. Right. That that's what I mean. Like Once for Warriors just doesn't look great. Um and that's not I and I'm we're not saying it's its fault because we had to see yeah. a really shitty encoding that we pirated because the only legal copy we could have got was like a seventy five dollar used a DVD off Amazon. Yeah. Uh and that's not good business sense to charge to, to, to give away twenty five percent of your profit on something you don't even know if you like. Yeah. So I wish but I could profit, see a really good copy of that. I think a profit was not as interesting. Obviously, not as interesting of a concept as Pontypool. I think Pontypool wins on that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, Are any of them bigger surprises than Stranger Things and American Crime Story? No. But why? Because you uh, literally had no no expectations or no, no awareness. Well, the same is true of Stranger Things, and I think it's better than all those. It it hits me uh, okay. in the right place. I'll, I'll, yeah, it's the nostalgia factor. You know, I'm Once not... the Warriors taught me some stuff about a culture I didn't know about. Yep, um, same thing. It had some really powerful performances, but I think Stranger Things did uh, also have really, really good performances. And hits you, hit you in the nostalgia I'm bone. a child of the 80s. What am I going to do? Yeah. I melt. I melt when I see things like this. Can we say a prophet and once for warriors were more surprising than Deadpool? I th- clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. Uh Pool was more of a surprise. Though the one right. thing we haven't talked about is what dreams may come. I was surprised just at how much we liked it and how much meat was on the bones for podcasting. Because mm-hmm. I've always, you know, like I remember seeing that and being enthralled with the trailers and like, wow. That looks amazingly like a fucking oil painting uh, that Robin Williams is walking through. And 
it was great. But I don't know how like this biggest surprise. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and also we are. It seems like we got a pretty strong top five. I think we do. Uh, Should we give honorable mentions to like Pontypool, Deadpool? We got two pools, two pools, Dead and Ponty, Ghostbusters, uh, The Voices, and What Dreams May Come. Oh boy! I mean, Deadpool's a pretty big surprise for me. Which, by the way, this is the reason I left a, the A Prophet and Once Were Warriors off of my best commissions because I yeah. knew we would be talking about them extensively in the big surprise department. Right. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, it feels like there are an awful lot of commissions in that top five, but there's two. There were exactly no, there's three. Shit, you're right. You're right. But I mean, I can't put dead. Maybe Ghost. But I, I wasn't really that. Honestly, I wasn't that surprised. Ghostbusters was good. No, Deadpool. I think is is more surprising than Ghostbusters. But is it more surprising than any of the commissions we have on there? Keep forgetting that I'm actually not. Because actually, like, Pontypool was a huge surprise to me. Yeah? Like, I mean, it delivered both in execution and concept, whereas I don't think A Prophet or Once Were Warriors delivered in any kind of conceptual way. It was just, like, really well-executed stories. Yeah, I mean, that's like saying Godfather doesn't execute in any kind of conceptual way. It's just a really good story, well-told. But, I mean, part of that surprise for me is, is just... The the mere concept alone, yeah, uh, was something that was super interesting, and I I didn't see coming. Okay, so but, what but I don't know. I, I'm kind of saying like I would want to move Pontypool up. Okay, above a prophet, probably above American Crime Story. I kind of want to do that. I mean, it was it was even more out of nowhere, wasn't it? I think so. Because American Crime Story, I was only surprised because of its its pedigree threw me off. I didn't think that Ryan Reynolds had it in him at this stage in his career. That that for you doesn't make it a bigger surprise. Well, no, because like I, you know, People versus OJ had some meat on them bones. Like you could do an intriguing tell all. Like we're twenty years out, we've had all these stories told, and we can kind of assemble what is the truth. And you knew the concept of it already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew. Yeah, I just what didn't know happen. that the the talent on board was going to be the message, the vehicle, and the medium to tell that story. But it turned out to be true. Whereas Pontypool was just like, "What the fuck am I watching? Oh my god, this is kind of amazing." Like I remember, there's uh, most of these commissions we watched together. A few of them because of schedule, we have to watch after hours when we watch apart. I remember just like desperate to find out what you thought of Pontypool because like if you said you didn't like it I thought you might even like it more than I did and I loved it so like you know that's what's cool about when we watch it separate it's like you know there's a little suspense about oh what's he going to think about it and then yeah we both loved it I mean yeah the rest is history you can listen to the podcast if you want I feel like it's a pretty strong top five okay what do you think in that order I mean I see what you're saying about the commission podcasts especially since a prophet and once were warriors. Didn't they make noise and the? Didn't didn't they actually get top five in the commissions? Uh, that's a stupid. That's a stupid reason to not nominate right. for Kodak category. I mean, yes, all of those, and actually, Pontypool won it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. spoiler alert for our best commission. If you haven't watched that first, we'll have to release these in order. No, um, but yeah, I mean, they are all in our best commission. 
All right. I mean, the only but, thing but I, I guess... mean that that's kind of by design, right? Yeah. I mean, if we didn't know anything about them and they were the best commissions, it makes sense that they would be the biggest surprises as well. I could get behind elevating Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters above Deadpool. But above or... Deadpool, that's about it. Okay. And, and we'll again, I, I just five. like you tell you told people said, hey, they're going to make remake um, um, Ghostbusters, and it's going to have Melissa McBride and Kristen Wiig and Kate McKinnon. And it's going to get the blessing of all the old Ghostbusters, and I'm like, yeah, it's probably going to be pretty fucking good. So I guess it wasn't a surprise to me. So, okay, I'm fine with this. All right, uh, best debut pilot. This is interesting because is. you've added the OA. You stupid <laughs> son of a bitch. I did because I recently watched the pilot of the OA. It came out. You on did like, not watch it in 2016. Not you in scheming tw- bastard. Yeah, but I watched the show that came out in 2016. No, uh, okay. Before we did these awards. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'll allow it. The OA. The OA wins. <laughs> Biggest surprise. Jim watched the OA in 2017. Yep. Okay. So the most controversial thing in here is I've got the night of. Which I'll defend that. The night of had a tremendous pilot, and I was. I stuck with this miserable piece of shit for like seven, eight more hours because the t- pilot was so good. And I'm like, surely they'll the 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 end of this will be something interesting. Mm-hmm. And it just got kept getting worse, and the missteps kept adding up. And <laughs> but I still that first like ninety minute long, however long it was pilot was riveting and suspenseful, and the perfect setup for season three of serial if it were in real life. Right. But it also can't win because you haven't seen it. So it's it's and best debut, which we're talking about debut season. Well, um, debut well, slash and, pilot and, is... Right, and best and possibly best pilot, like either and, or. And right? here's where I'm going to kind of be pissed that we can't do the... Like, it's like it, we can't consider Lana for best debut pilot just because you haven't seen it. And seen same it, thing yeah. with the OA, like... Right. I've heard a little bit more mixed on the OA, whereas Atlanta got near universal acclaim. Tell me about, okay, so let's tell me about the OA. So, do you know anything about the show? I know nothing about OA. Okay, so the show basically starts off with um, a woman who tries to kill herself. She jumps off a bridge into water. They fish her out, they bring her to the hospital, and her parents come rushing in and they say, Oh my God, you've been missing for so long. We can't believe it's you. like a flight of the navigator situation? Never mind. Sorry. I derailed you. Keep going. God, it's been too long. One of my favorite movies, and I quick, can't remember. Quick, someone commissioned Flight of the Navigator. <laughs> Do it. Uh, you can't right now, actually. Um, so, yeah, and, and it's Herschel. Her dad's Herschel from Walking Dead. All right. Scott, Scott Wilson. Green. Scott, so. Scott Walker? Scott, Scott Wilson. Scott Wilson. Yep. Uh, so, automatically, I like it a little bit more. But, but she... She is. She used to be blind, and she is no longer blind. Um, her parents thought that she should be, and they're like, "Oh my god, they can see. She can see now." Uh, and they they take her home, and she she has this constant urge to get like five people together and try to do something. And I'm I'm actually not like to the point where I understand. Uh, no, it's a it's a an urge that manifests in actions. Hmm. Like by the end of the second episode, she doesn't episode, explain it. She just starts doing it. Right. She is wants it like a compulsion. To get Does she understand what's going on? It seems like it. Yeah. Okay. It seems like it. But by the end of the second episode, she has gotten five people together in order to do something, and it looks like they're trying to cross some barrier between life and death. 
What is the OA? Uh, what is the titular OA? Uh, she is the OA. What does OA mean? I don't know yet. Oh, that's they one of like the central like questions. The no organism. Adult. Adult, yeah. yeah. The organized adult. <laughs> she is. The, I am the OA. She is an organism that I presume she's an adult. She's not a child. She's an adult now. Okay. Yeah. Now? Uh, but she's, she's being treated like a child because oh. she's, she's clearly mentally unstable, or she was. Uh, that's the thing. When she was a little girl, like, her her mom died, her dad was raising her, and he he there was a horrible accident where a whole bus full of kids went off the bridge, and uh, the Russian some some Russian business person or mob or something is after her dad and and they caused the bus accident and like I, she <laughs> she almost dies but then she gets hidden and sent to America and like how many episodes have you seen two episodes okay and and then at some point like in the second episode she gets taken captive by a guy who uh was going to help her uh-huh. see again like, because she had this near-death experience, and he said, "Oh, I study near-death experiences and true all this kind of stuff." And I don't know; it's really interesting the way it unfolds. Um, I just I haven't seen all of it. Well, you don't need to, to talk about best debut pilot, right? The pilot, and I don't know that I would throw the pilot up against really any of these other shows that I've seen. I don't think the pilot is especially outstanding, but it is intriguing. Yeah, that's the thing about like. Westworld is I how can Westworld not win because it's win. it had an uh, our our comments on the pilot was wow this is way better than we thought it would be if they can keep this up through the whole season it'll be so it'll be fucking fantastic and they kind of did yeah so it works like it was an awesome world building amazing pilot that also had legs and went somewhere and the the first season is just outstanding uh Atlanta I think the Pilot was fine. It was probably more of a con- bit of a conventional comedy than most of the other Atlanta episodes. But Atlanta, the first season reminded me a lot of Lou- the first season of Louie, where it's just like mm. not really anything you've ever seen before from a perspective you haven't seen before, executed like with a singular vision at a at a surprisingly high degree of skill and mm-hmm. and talent. So, um, American Crime. So American Crime Story. Single-handedly, like the only reason I'm interested in seeing American Crime Story season two, Katrina, is because they did the first story that they did the first season so well and so fair-minded and so factually accurate. Right. I think Katrina is one of those that's ripe for like a true telling of the story. Plus, I kind of want to see who they get to play George Bush. All right. Yeah. And Kanye, like, will they have Kanye? Will they recast Kanye and Mike Myers to re? (laughs) Or they just show that classic George Bush doesn't care about black people. Right. Uh, oh boy, that should be an interesting show. It should be, and I'm—I mean that like legit, admit, yeah, yeah. Like, what ha- the fuck happened? Was the failures morally mostly at the state, at the federal? Uh, you know, the people did do it to their own damn selves, and they should have evacuated. And they could, like, I mean, the, I honestly don't know because there's so mm-hmm. many different narratives about that. I right. have some suspicions, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Um, so I'm. And and OJ did that. Like I, you know, yeah. if, if I heard that Ryan Murphy was going to do a hard hitting expose on Hurricane Katrina, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. I would, I'd be almost like preemptively offended. And now I'm not. <laughs> so yeah, so it that's, that's a pretty good debut. That's a pretty good debut. And you know, there are three things on here that we have both seen. 
So I feel like we got our top three. We just have to order it. <laughs> okay. Because we're only going to be able to do like a top three on this, right? Yeah, I'm going to mention Atlanta and you can't stop me. Well, that's fine. <laughs> you can mention Atlanta. Uh, uh, Stranger Things, also outstanding debut. Which by the way, you Out should... fucking standing. I, I think you should like, you know, to the extent that you have free time to watch television, you should take a poke at Atlanta because you could polish it off in like five and a half hours. How many um, is it? Ten episodes? It's like ten episodes that are thirty minutes oh. long. So, oh damn! Okay. Yeah, it's like it's comedy. Li- it's it's quote unquote comedy length. Um, I feel like move Stranger Things to two when we got our list. Yeah, agreed. Okay. All right, bam, and then one other thing: biggest miss. So this is uh, biggest miss is essentially where did Bald Move fuck up the most last year? I think Mr. Robot. I don't know if we even had this category, but if we did, Mr. Robot probably would have been it. Yeah, I don't we fixed think we it did. this year, and we got yep. we got we got uh, not rewarded for it. Got Stranger Things. To- I I think that of all those things, I think Stranger Things. I mean, from, Man, they're from all... the perspective, here here's the thing. Here's why I think Stranger Things wins this category mm-hmm. is because it wasn't just about how good the show was, but how fans took to it. Yeah, and I feel like the buzz around Stranger Things was stronger than any other show on this list. But a close second. People versus OJ because the internet was, was going crazy, fact checking and just kind of marveling at it. Right. And that would have been plus the yeah. advantage it has over Stranger Things. It's 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 had week had weeks to build. Yeah, but Stranger yeah. Things like everything else in Netflix a does came, like it was a flash. It's like everyone talking about how amazing it was, and then phew, it's gone. Yep. And I don't even know how we would have done episode by episode breakdowns of that. Well, if you're after Buzz TV, you get in with the uh, Netflix. Well. You know, we, if you're Maria Menounos, you strike a deal. We're we're not. Um, Rectify I put on this because it's most people's consensus in consensus top ten, and anytime we have yeah. a consensus top ten show that we're not watching, I feel bad. But on the other hand, it's gonna it's it's a bandaid's getting ripped off because I'm pretty sure that was his final season. It's had four season runs. I saw season one. It was really good. Mm-hmm. I had no idea how they could possibly maintain that show over four at seasons. that level of quality too. Right. So the clearly they didn't did. Be there. Yeah. Um, Black Mirror. I feel stupid because I guess if I'd understood earlier that this was only a couple of episodes a season, we would and it was as interesting as it was, we'd have knocked it out sooner. Right. I feel like next and, year it probably won't be a miss. Yeah. Um, now Netflix is going longer form on it. Like I think there were six episodes in the Netflix season for in season three. Black Mirror. Oh yeah, yeah. There is. So there is. A little bit longer, but, but not terrible. Not horrible. Yeah. And and it's it's also a good binge. Like, you know, we can do six episodes. Like that's a lot easier than thirteen episodes of Daredevil, for example. <laughs> right. Um which that's And the discussions that Black Mirror inspires yeah. are way deeper than most shows. Yeah. Uh, which we should have we should have done. I don't remember why Talking we about didn't. the movie. We actually went to see the movie and we didn't do a podcast on it. Right. And it was real good. So yeah, if you like was. horror, uh, especially like in the true like horror, not gore, not schlock, not scary movie, like just just you know hair standing up on the back of your neck, the witch will get you there. Um, and then Atlanta, like that's one of those gray areas, like like Louie or like Insecure. Uh, whereas I feel like you could do a podcast on it, and I'm I'm hoping that Bald Move TV fits this category, and I can get some people to help me out on that. But I do feel like we fucked up as one of the best shows on television, and just, just we just we just didn't do any, didn't didn't do anything with it. I'm going to say something you're not going to like. Go for it. I think because 
it's a comedy and because it's something we probably wouldn't have covered anyway, mm-hmm. it should probably be at the bottom of the list. Uh, I mean, it kind of is, right? Uh, it's outside of the top three, so I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, but, but it looks here's like the this thing. is our top going, three. Going forward, we absolutely are going to do st- season two of Stranger Things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think we're interested in doing like a bald move TV, just a reaction to American Crime Story Katrina, unless I've misread yeah, the no. tea leaves. Sounds good. And so, I mean, it all depends on schedule, but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. And then uh, Black Mirror, too. Black Mirror is more of a lock because it's Netflix and it usually drops in a kind of a dead. It's traditionally dropped in a dead point of our year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, you know, we might make it a tradition going forward that the number one biggest miss always gets the bald move treatment. Um, but it looks like maybe the top three is going to get it. And I agree. Like, I, I don't know. Atlanta might be fun to get some other uh, podcast hosts with some different perspectives because the thing I would feel very self-conscious about doing Atlanta and insecure with just you and me. Right. Especially two, insecure. Two since it's most it's males. not only is it about, Come you know, on. black culture, but it's also female right. black culture, which is two levels removed from it's it's all the levels. It's as many levels as you can get. Yeah. Like the only other level you could go to is like it's set in Africa or it's about trans like, women right. of color. Yeah. Like, in another I, country. I'm not saying anything negative about it. I just don't understand the culture. Aboriginal trans women <laughs> right. living in Australia. Maybe if they were like, <laughs> I don't know, Jim Hadar or something. <laughs> Actually alien? Actually. But not even from the from, planet? Not from the planet. They yeah. don't, they're not even humanoid, in fact. They're, silicon, yeah. they're silicate blobs. Right. Uh, I would have nothing to say on a show about like the Real Housewives of Silica Blobs <laughs> of SETI Alpha Prime. Right. <laughs> Everyone's got talking about the eel, the the earworms. It's just a shit show. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think that concludes the Baldi's deliberation. We're about ready to bald it up. You don't. You don't want to do a quick like bonus round for well, the people watching the. So best documentary, we're deciding word because we just you know we had some bullshit stuff in here. Uh, yeah. Do you want so? Cowspiracy got a lot of attention in the. Cowspiracy got a lot of attention. Chef's table and lining the living room is some bullshit. Like we just made that as a joke. Um, Serial season two, I kind of would like to talk about. Hmm. Uh, The final season of MythBusters and White Rabbit Project. Like, I mean, MythBusters is a big deal for me. Like, I was I have seen almost every episode. There's a few seasons there at the end where I was, you know working and getting bald move off the ground and maybe not having cable that I didn't see, but, uh, you know, I have a big affection for Jamie and Adam and Tori and Carrie and, uh, a grant. Well, good news. You can see him on the white rabbit project. So you want to talk about the white rabbit project a little bit? Yeah. I, how much have you watched? Cause I watched just the pilot, the first episode. Sad. Yeah. Pretty much same. Okay. Uh, I thought it doesn't have the same, vibe the same magnetism that like adam savage for instance has well you know what's it's missing the build the build is missing like even grant when he does his full freezing rig yeah they just it's it's essentially 30 seconds of like of it's not stock footage is of him uh, connecting tubes and wire and we don't know what it is and how it's sourced and the different iterations he goes through why he's doing the things he's doing yeah he just kind of says i want to make this cold yeah Okay. And this didn't work, so I'm going to try to put it in a refrigerator truck, and that didn't work, so I'm going to hook water to it now. So 
the magic of Mythbusters is seeing them iterate towards a solution. Maybe they're giving their audience more credit than Mythbusters did to know why some of this stuff would work the way it does. I guess, but part do of the fun that's... was seeing guys with really ridiculous tools and equipment and budgets being able to do yeah. make th- cool things. Right. Seeing the challenges they face. And... Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think Adam Savage in particular brought a specific flavor of exuberance to the show. Yeah, you... Some passion that I don't think is missing like entirely with Tori and Because I totally Carrie believe these people are Grant. totally geeked out to do what they're doing and having a lot of fun. It just doesn't come across on the camera the same way that Adam Savage does, well, where he just feels like a kid in a fucking candy store, loving every moment of it. Like, half of the stuff in Mythbusters was just outtakes of him just being Adam on the set. Like, yeah. no one was scripting that shit. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Mythbusters, the thing I thought, especially in later seasons, the worst part was where they did the forced open... Oh, or they're trying yeah. to do like some kind of setting, and you know, and you know, Jamie's a superhero villain, and Adam's a superhero, and they're doing stilted dialogue, and that's they just like double down on that with yeah. the White Rabbit, and yeah, like I said, Tori Grant and uh, Carrie are super entertaining and very engaging to watch. You don't need to juice it, right? You don't need to force comedy and little vignettes. Like that's not who they are. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, maybe Tori or Carrie or Grant could be on a soap opera and they would be good. But that's not why I'm watching White Rabbit Project. I'm not watching B. I'm not watching to do shitty homages to B science fiction movies. Yeah. Poorly. Uh, one that's actually not on here that I've seen a couple episodes of now is The Grand Tour. It's it's oh, Top Gear top on gear Amazon, re- essentially. Yeah. Yep. Uh, got all the same guys, a lot of the same premises. But, you know, that show... Somehow, even though they're cars I'll never afford, right. and all the jokes are entirely scripted, uh, somehow that show never fails to entertain me. Hmm. You think it's, it's all the per- it's got to be the personalities? It is, yeah. I mean, James, Richard, Jeremy, they're those guys have this this rapport between them that is unrivaled in in a lot of television. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Jamie that- and Adam are probably a good comparison. Yeah, and the I've everything I've heard because I've seen uh, Adam still in the public eye. Everything I've heard from, and then um, uh, uh, Carrie Grant and and uh, Tori did AMAs the week that the White, Pro- White Rabbit Project was released. Oh, and the theme I'm getting is like Jamie is relieved to be done with television, right? Like he never, ever, ever, ever wants to get in front of a camera again. I don't. That's. I feel like that's exactly how I will be if I ever quit podcasting. I don't want to see a microphone. Right. I never want to see one again. Even right. though, you know, I enjoy it most right. of the time. It's just like this isn't. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That I, f- I feel like once you get away from that, you don't want to go back to it. Yeah. Especially if you've got as so much I'm, money as so Jamie I'm the Adam. Have, right. I'm the one that's that's putting my lips in vacuum Adam. cleaners and burning my eyebrows off and yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, that's probably about right. That's probably about right. Uh, okay. Anything else? O.J. Simpson made in America. I didn't even see that. that was that's the, the other O.J. Simpson. That one. was the ESPN 30 for 30 doc, I believe. Oh, That was okay. really good. But I don't think it was any more entertaining or insightful than – I mean, the, seeing the real footage was kind of cool. Uh-huh. And also it, it hipped me to the fact that did you know that O.J. Simpson made like a whole video series – where he did like an exploration of the real facts. I did know that. And yes. it's all you can see it on YouTube and uh-huh. he's fucking crazy. 
It's like when I, a, it's like it's it's like an alien conspiracy. F- you know, like uh, who who uh, like Jonathan Frakes will do an alien conspiracy theory. Uh-huh. Like OJ did something like that about his own fucking murder case. I, it's so weird. How self serving can you get that? And there's like factual inaccuracies and bald faced lies, and he's awkward and he's not self aware enough to realize that everyone thinks that he got away with murder. Right. Like, it's I don't know. It's it's uh it's a trip. It's a trip. And they have a lot yeah. of those post like murder uh interviews. They go in and it's just super uncomfortable watching. I think they should have gotten uh So there's more there was more legs in this documentary category than I thought. What what if uh what's his name? Stephen from Making a Murder. Oh yeah. Stephen whatever. If they got him to do a documentary about his own case. Or imagine his I think nephew. that'd be amazing. Imagine his nephew. Oh, Brandon Dassey. Das- oh yeah. man. Which did you that would know, just be cruel. Did you hear that they released that guy yeah. and then some fucking judge stayed it so he's still in jail? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. There's your justice system. There's yep. your fucking justice. Uh, what? Looking forward to 2017, I think we're going to get season two of Making a Murderer. I don't know What about does that, that even look like? Well, I mean, there's this new... He's got this new uh, hotshot attorney from the Innocence Project that has mm-hmm. an... Uh, an undefeated overturning conviction rate race. She's never lost a case that she's taken. And she's been like for the last year tweeting mysterious things about like, it's, it's this, <laughs> it, it's honestly what makes me uncomfortable. That, is she's essentially Kenneth starring. Wait, not star Kenneth. Who can let Ken lay who the fuck was the, uh, the, the sleazeball attorney for the state. Kenneth star was Bill Clinton. Yeah, right? I know. Yeah. But was it Ken lay? You know, the kind of, like, really whispery know. guy who molested the domestic abuse survivor? What? No. When was this? In what case? Making a murderer. Like, it, the, the, the his downfalls because they had him oh, on tape. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they got emails of him essentially saying, you know, coming on to these people that he's supposed to be protecting. He's think, a dirtbag. I can see his face. Uh, yeah. But, but you know how he kind of, like, got... Bef- like very inappropriately and salaciously gave details of the case right. that turned out to be all based on this bullshit. At like the town council meetings or whatever, right? Like these, these, the, press, these press conferences, conferences that were being had. Yeah, handled. like I feel like the, his attorney is kind of doing that in reverse. Yeah. She's doing a bunch of salacious, half-true, interest-sparking – and I don't – just because I support the cause, I don't it, – it's I still – it's like I don't – I mean that I, should have nothing to do with your actual – case yeah like make the fucking case i'm right. very concerned with that don't be going to the courtroom don't do be, it pl- don't be litigating this in the court of public opinion right right like, just that because i agree with you me doesn't sick. mean your methods suddenly i support so right i don't know i've i followed that and there's been interesting because there's this like interesting meltdown in the reddit for that um it's like just lots of just a big argument lots of reddit guilty, moderators skullduggery and it's like oh, fat boy f- three different forums split off from that and you know it's it's all kind of crazy but i i kind of think season two that might be a bit of a train wreck it could be we didn't talk about season two of cereal at all i've met my hat i don't know yeah. like do you think this category's got legs uh no I, I like the thing is i don't feel super strongly about any of these okay <laughs> so like I'm comfortable. Like I, I actually think best comedy this year might be. And I don't even know that Cowspiracy is a 2016 thing. Well, I think it's older. Certainly, uh, uh, was lying in your living room a 2016 thing? Probably not. It's a Nat Geo documentary. <laughs> okay, 
Probably not. We're eliminating like half of these things right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, well, we've got the serial delete. season two as a podcast. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. We didn't cover. What it. are you saying? Podcasts aren't legitimate forms of entertainment. Like, no, this is... but it, but would you call it a documentary? Like, yes. What else would you call it? It's just we're so wrapped up in visual storytelling that serial doesn't seem to match up with that. But I guess like, he... would you put a book in there? Would you put like Killing Pablo in there if it was that mm, year? You're right because that's what do you? So why is a documentary a video thing? I don't know. Because you're right. Like, serial's more of a because it a, happens a piece in of real investigation time. G, uh, journal, yeah. Because because you can have actual footage of the events. Yeah. Whereas you can't write a book in real time as shit's happening. Oh my god! Look at the crazy shit that's happening in front of me. Yeah, it's non. It's more of like a a recap. All right. Of things. I, 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 I guess the best con. I actually think comedy might not make the Baldies this year too, or yeah. it might be not an award and more of a just a discussion. Yeah. So we'll see. We haven't recorded the, you know, obviously haven't recorded the actual the show. awards we ceremony. Need, and, yet. And, and I think we need to really just put some work into polishing that so we don't so it's it it's it, it's tight and concise and I don't want to rehab like you could end up being a 2 hour long award show. We need to figure I'll out that, I'll let the Oscars do shit like that. We, but we do need to figure we out a way to 60. build some kind of suspense like First of all, like they stuff, have the envelope, right? Like they right. say, and the winner is, and then you got to wait for these fuckers to fumble with the envelope. For I think twenty I, seconds. I and think that feels antiquated. It, I think we should do it where the screen we actually reveal progressively, like we somehow cloak it with like some kind of. Layer. But how do you do it for the audio people? Like you gotta, you just wait in silence. Maybe uh, we put a, an envelope rustling sound in there. <laughs> I mean, I can open an envelope. Maybe we put. I've got envelopes. envelopes. Maybe we do it. I've got envelopes. I can tear pieces of paper. But I like, feel like envelope is old school. Like maybe maybe we say, and the winner is, hold on, let me scroll down. AOL, you've yeah. got mail. Like, no. But l- let me. let me. You've got a winner. Oh, shit. I got to do a Twitter search. Hold on. Tweets. Yep. Let me scroll down. And the winner is Joe Blow. Well, I am. There's one more deliberation segment. It's, 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 it's our. So I, I put I put this, um, this uh, survey out to the forums and social media and all that kind of stuff. And I look like when we had ten entries, I looked to make sure like they were going through, and mm-hmm. no one had any problems with it. But I haven't seen since, so I'm genuine. It's a genuine surprise about what the viewers' pick is going to be or the listeners' pick, right? And that'll be one more deliberate. So that'll actually have some genuine suspense. Should, we should rank the listeners' picks. <laughs> Terrible best, best listener pick. Best listener pick. It's <laughs> the ones that agree with us, obviously. Obviously. Um, all right, so and and it's the thing is the viewers can't not be interrogated. Like you can't be like, why did you pick? Well, you know, Anthony Hopkins right. number two. What the fuck? Right. Like you can't because you know it's it's an aggregate. This is gonna be a blind blind thing. It'd be interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, we still got that to do, and mm-hmm. then uh, we got the Baldies itself to record, and uh, that'll be that. And then we'll look to make it bigger and better in 2017. All yeah. right. See you guys.